0: Coming up on Unpacked. I had just gotten the bursary and I was excited, and then I found out that I was pregnant. While I was walking, this gentleman asked me if I don't need a ride, where am I going? He pulled out a gun, got me to the back seat of the car, and he had his way with me. I l- literally felt like I'm no longer a woman.
1: raped while pregnant. Today's guest is here to share her horrific story. Let's unpack. In 2015, Kolofelo Mukwanzane was just another second year student who had used her day off from college to go to Johannesburg CBD to run errands and get her hair done. Seven months pregnant at the time, a stranger would take advantage of her vulnerability. What transpired shifted her plans for the day and changed her life forever. This is part one of her story, Let's Unpack. Kulufelo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So take me back to finding out you were pregnant and what the circumstances were around your pregnancy.
0: Okay, so um, I was still in school. I was still studying media practices at at the time. It was my second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had just gotten the bursary and I was excited and then I found out that I was pregnant. And well, you know, abortion is not an option for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through with it. It was at the time I was literally in my what third month dating this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a bit tricky, especially because I already had a child before yes. that. And my parents are pastors, both of them. Yes. So um, it was a very tricky situation. I had to continue with school, otherwise I'd forfeit the bursary. Yes. Um, Seven, okay, so seven months later, um, the incident happened. Mm.
1: Uh, But up until that point, your pregnancy was something that you were mentally all in on. There were no, um, you know, anything hectically standing out in terms of challenges with the pregnancy or anything like that? In the beginning,
0: no. Yes. In the beginning, it was smooth sailing, Um, healthy pregnancy. It was just that the baby was big. And as you can see, I'm a very tiny
1: tiny person.
0: So um, that was the only thing. Uh, The baby was very big, but I didn't have any complications before the incident. Um, I was, although I was a bit... uh, taken aback, when I found out that I was pregnant, Mm. I still was, you know, just joyful again to bring a life into this Mm. earth again, Mm. you know. Mm. Um, So it was back uh, back and forth with uh, my boyfriend at the time Mm. because we hadn't really established such a solid, you know, uh, relationship. Mm. It wasn't Mm. that deep yet. Um, So I think that was one of the challenges there. Mm. But otherwise, um, I was, I, as soon as I told my mom, yes, she was disappointed. Mm. But then she was just like, you know what, we'll see what you should do. Um, just carry on with school mm. um, and we'll see how we can carry on with it. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, it wasn't a, a problematic pregnancy at all. So now, um, talk us through that fateful day. Okay, so... If I remember correctly, classes were cancelled that day. I was at school, actually. Mm. And I had plans to go and do my hair. Mm. I wanted to start the lock. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wanted to go do my hair immediately after school. Mm. So luckily, I don't know if it's luckily enough or, Mm. you know, fate. I don't know how, but they cancelled classes and... I left, so I left from, so the campus is in Santon, right? Mm. Uh, I left from Santon and I went to Joburg Town. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, I'm big. I'm, yes. I'm popping, you know, wearing this maxi dress mm. and you could see that I'm pregnant. There's mm. no way, you know. Uh, so it, it was very sunny. I remember that it was very hot on that day. Um... I was walking from the taxi rank from three, mm. going up to mm. So while I was walking, this car, you know, stood up in front, just at the robots. This car stood up in front of me and this gentleman, mm. looked like a gentleman, asked me if I don't need a ride, where am I going? Mm. And I told him, I'm just looking for a salon down in MTN, at MTN Taxi Rank. Mm. And then he's like, "Can I accompany you?" Mm. And I, well, I looked at him, and he looked decent, mm. really. Um, no red
1: flags. Yes, yes. I stepped into the. Were, car. You, were you familiar with the area that area
0: at the time? I really, really don't go into town that much. Yes, you know, yes. I don't go into town that much. Um, actually, yeah, never. Mm. Um, so it was literally, uh, you. You were. it's not like you were looking for a specific salon. You were no. like, I'm going to find a salon. Yes. Okay. I kept on scouting, looking at, you know, pictures yes. and, yeah. Um, but someone had referred referred me to some place. Yes. She didn't know where exactly it was in town. She just told me that they do good dreads, yes. you know. And I was looking for that place and, yeah. So I stepped into the car and uh, this guy like just told me that he owns a salon mm. um i don't know why that didn't strike me as a strike as uh you know how coincidental yeah it, it would have been but i, I just went with it mm. and he told me you know they do good hair they know their craft and so um i was like okay well it wouldn't hurt to go check it out yeah and so we drove out a little out of Joburg um, Faraday. Mm. Yeah, I actually didn't know the place until today. I, have, yes. I had to call my, my second mom to find mm. out what the name of the place was. Um, we went a bit out of Joburg, and really, um, I wasn't familiar with Joburg. I moved to Joburg in 2013. Yeah, to come work. Um, my mother stays in M. Mm. And so, like I said, I'm not familiar with the town. Mm. My aunt stayed in Santon. I stayed there. Whatever I needed was there. You know, uh, I wouldn't move around much, apart from school and back. So, um, may I? Please, (laughs) it's okay. It's okay. Take your time. Okay. So, I, uh,
1: so... Basically, uh, uh, you're walking, a man says, hey, where are you going? Let me help you out. You say, I'm looking for a salon. Actually, I own a salon. Come, I'll, I'll take you through. He looks friendly and decent enough, and you're like, great, get in the car. At this point, you're sitting, I'm assuming, in the front seat with yes, him. With and him. it's just the two of you in the vehicle. Yes. Um, did he say to you where the salon was, or
0: he said... Oh, it's close by. He just said it's close by. Yes. Um, Also because I'm not familiar with the place, you know. I was just like, oh, okay. Yes. Um, Yes. It it won't hurt. Anyway, I can Uber back. Yes. You know, if it's close by. Um, We went to Faraday. Which is,
1: you know, just for those that are not familiar with Joburg CBD. Yeah. How far... In minutes, would you say that was from where you were, which is the main taxi rank there? Probably
0: five, seven minutes out. Mm. Yeah, I think around seven minutes out because it was yes. real quick. Yes, yes. Um, and when we got to okay, so that area, I don't. It's a residential place. Yes. But um, there's not much movement. There's not much traffic there. Yes. Um, people walking in the streets. You'd find like one or two people in the streets, you know. It's yes. very quiet, quiet and isolated. Yeah.
1: And in this time, as in while the ride is happening, is there any bell going off in your
0: head or are you completely comfortable? Absolutely not. And yes. I think that's what got what got to me. How could yeah. I um not have read alarm? Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. Was he talking to you on the ride, or what was happening? Very friendly guy. Um, We were talking about, okay, so he was asking me where I'm from Mm. and, you know, what I'm doing on this side of town, you know, Mm. pregnant and all of that. So he even noted you being pregnant. Yes, Yes. he knew that very well. (laughs) Um, We were talking about school. I actually had a funny story. I had just withdrawn about 2,000 rand Mm. to do my hair and to get a couple of clothing items because I was popping out of my clothes, Mm. you know? And um, I had just got new books from school because prior, I had missed a couple of days from school. Mm. Well, pregnancy, I was just fatigued, you know? And I had spoken to the dean to just ask for a couple of days Mm. And uh, so I had to go get new books. In my handbag, I had these new books. I had this money, and you know my phone. So we drove to Faraday. When we got there, um, we he parked at some dilapidated building. Mm. You know, uh, still in the residential area. Mm. Uh, but it was a very dodgy looking place Mm. and when, you know, as soon as I could even ask, he pulled out a gun Mm. and literally I just sort of froze. I froze. Mm. And um, (sighs) he said I should go to the back seat and as I'm Getting out of the car, I'm stepping out of the car. I'm trying to look for someone mm. to at least see what's going on. Mm. And then he pretended that he was fixing. You know, he opened the bonnet of the car. Mm. I don't know to uh, not get anyone alerted, or mm. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what his thought process was. But mm. I was just like, I, I was frozen. I did exactly what he told me to do. Mm and he got me to the back seat of the car and he had his way with me i um what i remember is i blacked out mm. Mm.
1: Mm. excuse me it's okay and it's important for many who don't understand, that sometimes blackouts are there to protect you, you know? That it's so traumatic that it's easier for you to not remember than to have to have this sitting in your immediate memory to keep reliving it. for viewers that might not understand, why do people say I black out? Yeah. That sometimes that's what happens. So you, when did you come to, what was the next thing that you remember happening? Because he's shoved into the backseat basically forcefully at gunpoint. Yeah. He's lifted the bonnet of the car, which I'm assuming was probably to block the view of anybody being able to see from the windscreen. Um, what, what
0: was the first thing you remember after that? I remember literally waking up on the side of the road. Mm. Uh, I don't remember how I got there. If he pushed me out, if he told me to leave, I don't remember a thing. Mm. I just remember waking up on the side of the road. My handbag is gone. I don't have a phone. Mm. I don't even know where I am. You don't have money. I don't have money mm. to get anywhere. I, I don't even, I had to ask. I couldn't even talk, you know. Um, I remember walking aimlessly. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know who I'm going to ask. And as soon as I even tried to, you know, talk to someone and ask, where is this place? I just broke down. Mm. Mm. Um, So I got to, I think it's like a guest house. Mm. And as soon as I got there, you know, I was literally just crying. And this lady just, I asked for a phone. This lady gave me her phone. And I couldn't remember anybody's number, but my aunt's help. Mm. She's like my second mother. Mm. Um, You know, she's known me from birth basically um i don't know why it was her number that i remembered Mm. but she was the first person i could call and as soon as she picked up um i cried and i couldn't say anything Mm. and then the lady that was with me Um, took the phone and then she explained, listen, I just, this lady just came in and she's crying hysterically and I don't know what happened because I tried asking her if she got mugged, what is the situation, and she can't talk. Mm. So um, then, let me, Rose, I actually can, I actually told her that I'm going to do this today. Mm. Um, Rose said, she asked her where we are And basically just hung up and she came through. Mm. Um, She didn't even... When she got there, okay, so I waited probably like 45 minutes. Mm. And And in
1: those 45 minutes while you're waiting um, for her to come through, you are with
0: the lady of the guest house and she's taking care of you? Yes, she offered me water, sugar water and... Um, basically was just trying to calm me down. Mm. Um, She asked the first time, what happened? Did Mm. you get mugged?" And I couldn't utter a word. Mm. Um, And then she stopped asking, and then she was just, you know, rubbing my back and trying to get me to, you know, breathe. Mm. Um, So where I was sitting was a couch. I even laid my head and, yeah. Yeah. By the time I knew it, it was, I think it was around five in the evening at the time when she arrived, when Rose arrived. Um, She got there and she just came and, you know, hugged me and then I broke down again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me at the time, that was like a sort of, I felt safe. Excuse me.
1: So then, um, what happened after
0: that? Okay, so she had come with, she had a ride. She got a ride from, I don't know this man. Um, uh, she sat with me at the back of the car and he dropped us off at the taxi rank. Mm. and the entire time you know tears were just rolling down my face. Mm. Um, what state were you in
1: physically at that time in the sense that you know were you bleeding, were your
0: clothes torn? My clothes were messy and dirty I remember that mm. but they weren't torn. Um, mm. Yeah, it was a maxi dress. I was wearing a maxi dress with a sort of denim uh, shirt top. Mm. Mm. I actually kept it Mm. for some reason. Um, So we got into the taxi and we got home. By the time we got home, it it was already dark and um, when we got there, Rose explained. So I had to sit down and, you know, she got me water and, you know, ran me a t- uh, bath and then they said she shouldn't do that because the evidence she... So
1: when, when had you, because I think we've missed the part where you've actually
0: verbalised what had happened to you. It was on our way home. Mm. Um, she didn't ask me. Mm. I just told her that I had been raped mm. and she like I could see it in her face that she sort of didn't know what to say. Mm. Um It's like she wanted to sort of comfort me, mm. but she you could see that she's um dumbfounded.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And that's all I said, Mm. um, that I'd been raped and they took my stuff. Mm. And then she kept on saying that it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay.
1: Mm.
0: And then so when she ran me the bathwater, my cousin was there. My cousin told her not to because they still have to come and test me and Mm. they have to get, you know, excuse me. They have to, whatever they have to do.
1: um, I'm so glad you're mentioning this because, you know, looking at the statistics, how we have rape accusations, how we have unreported cases, and so many people think, why didn't you just go do this? In reality, the most natural thing after being violated in that way is that when the people around you as well are trying to calm you down is to want to say, drink tea, let's put you in a nice hot bath. Whereas um, the awareness is, is more now to say, let's get the evidence collected, which is go and get help as you as you are. So I'm glad you're mentioning that because some people don't understand why it's not the instinctual thing to do when the instinctual thing to want to do is to comfort a person who's been through this or to be comforted. Exactly. So they say to you, let's not do the bath because we need to get evidence collected. What happens
0: next? So while I'm sitting there, so my cousin was calling the police and, um, Rose was calling my boyfriend, at, well, he wasn't my boyfriend at the time. We had already broken up, actually. Yes. We'd broken up, I think I was five months pregnant yes. when we broke up. And um, she was just alerting them uh, what happened and that they, they need to come. Yes. You know? um, they asked about the baby, you know, is the baby okay? We don't know, the. we don't know. Like, yes. we really don't know at, the, at that point. <laughs> The family of uh, my boyfriend at the time, my baby daddy came through did they come with him? Yes, they mm. all came the whole family mm. um, and they you know basically wanted to find out what happened, how it happened. I can't talk really at that mm. point so Rose is trying to explain to them what she knows mm. and where she found me and yeah. Um, And then they asked if we've called the police, you know, are we going to the police station, what's happening? Mm. Um, So the police were on their way um, shortly after they arrived and then they escorted us to the station. Mm. So as soon as we got to the station, they just, you know, took a couple of notes, they opened the case and then they said we should go to the hospital. Mm. Um, We went to the hospital and... They took tears. They asked me a couple of questions. Um, They gave me something to calm down. Mm. Um, And, you know, by the grace of God, my daughter was still fine. And I hadn't contracted any sickness. Mm. Um, Do you know... um,
1: if he raped you using a condom or not? I don't, I don't so you know. don't know.
0: But no, they did pick up semen. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm assuming that there was no condom used. Yes. Um, so, yeah, after that, uh, they discharged me a couple of hours later. And then that's when they said I can, you know, step into the tub and hmm. relax. And, um, the police then came the morning after that. So we went home, okay? So we went home, Mm. they run me a tub, and um, I sleep. I literally Mm. just passed out. And then the following morning, the police came through to do the sketch and to ask Mm. me, you know, details and, um... I remember the one detective was very impatient with me. Because mm. um, he kept on asking, you know, obviously the, the right questions, mm. but every time I would try to answer, I'd cry. Mm. And, um, you know, Rose said to me, if you can't continue, you don't have to.
1: Mm.
0: You know, mm. um, they'll come another time.
1: Mm. They can
0: still come back. And this police officer kept on saying, we don't have all day, and she's not the only one we're working with, and, you know, we're trying to help. And so Rose literally said they must leave because mm. they were just being unnecessarily pushy. Mm. Um, I remember after they left, I slept for, like, 48 hours straight. Mm. I was mentally exhausted. I was emotionally drained.
1: Mm.
0: My mom came in from my weekend, mm. Um as soon as she found out. Mm. And... Um, did you tell her on the phone or did someone else? Phone so you? they phoned her.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they phoned her. She came in the next day, and I remember one time um, I was about to take a bath. I'm in the bathroom and um, I had locked the door. I'm sitting on the floor on the other end of the the door and. I just sat there, um, just, you know, asking God, why? Mm.
1: Um,
0: I sat there for, I don't even know how long, because I remember Rose and my mom knocking at the door, asking me to not do anything impulsive, you know, Mm. just to consider the life of this child and, you know, it's going to pass. I'm not going to mm. feel like this forever. Mm. And, um, and what was that feeling that you were feeling? I felt like my life was over. Mm. Um, I felt like I had been, you know, invaded and... I just felt like nowhere is safe. I don't even feel safe in the house. Mm. Um, I remember I had nightmares for a very Mm. long time. Um, I literally felt like I'm no longer a woman. Next time on Unpacked. I felt dirty. I felt like my child was contaminated, this world is just so cold and cruel. Um, I had suicidal thoughts for a very long time. How was uh, the remainder of the pregnancy? It's like she sort of like erased everything that had happened. Mm. I just remember one day being okay.